Happy Monday, my loves. I hope you're enjoying your hot girl summer, even if you're sitting in your house in your sweats with a bag of potato chips. You're still hot to me. <laughs> um, this week is a life update. Uh, it's going to be a story time about something that honestly I hesitated even making into a podcast episode because of just how dramatic it is. It was like euphoria season finale dramatic and it happened just a couple months ago. I hesitated making it originally just because I to this day have no idea what was true and what was a lie. It was so mixed. It was so full of drama and manipulation that I'm still confused. But this person had absolutely no qualms talking about me and spreading misinformation about me that now I feel comfortable telling my side of the story and what I observed so that at least someone out there has heard the real me and what really happened instead of her interpretation and her spun webbed interesting way of viewing things. This person is no longer my friend for this main reason. So everyone in the story is going to remain completely anonymous. But if you know who this is, you know who it is. And you're within my inner circle. And so we keep things within the inner circle that need to stay that way. That's why I do use um, Sex in the City type names for people in my past. I just feel like having a little bit of anonymity in this world is valuable, even for people that I don't necessarily want to keep in my life. <laughs> so um, so let's take it back to late spring, early summertime. I am working um, in Georgia and in my workplace, this new person moves into our area. And for like a good week or so, I don't say anything to this person. I just note that she's like one of the most beautiful people I've ever seen in my life still true. She's gorgeous. I don't ever really interact with her during that first couple of weeks. She's the first to approach me and she comes up and she's very pleasant, very well-spoken and has a very good, like bubbly personality. And so I immediately click with this person because I am also an outgoing bubbly person. And so like sometimes when you just vibe with people, you vibe, we vibed and the next time we interacted, so like there was the initial interaction, we, we realized we vibed and then, you know, we went on to do our job. The next time that we talked was like a couple of days later and the very first full conversation I had with this person was spectacular to say the least. Like she wanted to tell stories we were having conversations and, and naturally in conversations, you tell stories about your past. But when she would tell a story, it was rather fantastical in the way that it was portrayed. Very much a display of personal strength and conviction where the other people who I guess like you could view them as the antagonist in her story were very weak very in insecure and out to get her kind of dialogue. 
in these stories. And when you would hear them, you'd be like, wow, what an awesome story. That's so crazy. I can't believe that happened to you. You would, you would feel like this draw to her because the story was just so fantastic. You couldn't believe that this person had lived this. And that ladies and gentlemen should have been the very first yellow flag to this person. When their stories are so far-fetched and so dramatic and they're telling and they are hard to believe, you should question whether or not those stories are true and what part of the stories that is true <laughs> and what part of the story is made up or fantasized. But that was kind of part of her charm is she would always end these stories with, why does this always happen to me? I must have like some sort of like someone's out to get me. Like, I don't get why like this. I have such bad karma. And so you would believe it because it just seemed like she had really bad things happen to her all the time. And it was always not her fault. She did nothing to provoke this. This was done to her. And she's just this innocent person in the story who happens to be the hero. I enjoyed her stories and I felt like she was such a unique person because she did have like stories of like, you know, beating people up in the alleys or like um, hanging off of car doors as while well, a moving car was going. Like it, she, it was crazy cool stories uh, and you were just surprised that she was still alive. Like what a miracle. She was also very adventurous. Uh, she would go skydiving. She would go partying. So like you, you want to like engage with her because it sounds like fun. She sounds like a fun person. Then she started getting us involved in her personal drama at home. She had a roommate who also was a friend and that friend also was in a relationship. And so she would bring in drama from that living situation and try to get our opinion on it. And it seemed very much like I need advice. But what it actually was is let me shit talk on these people. <laughs> so there was one instance that on as far as I knew at this point, she was planning on going on solo trips throughout the year because she was trying to get over a really hard breakup. So she would travel to make herself feel better, essentially. When she would go on these trips, she would take lots of like pictures and videos and post it on her Instagram where she has this huge following of mostly men who um, enjoy looking at her because she's gorgeous. This is as far as I knew. And then one day she came in and she said, I'm planning on going to uh, this place and I want to take my roommate, who's also my best friend with me, as a, like a gift for her birthday. And so I paid to get an extra ticket. I paid for um, her to, to go as a birthday gift. So I'm not going alone on this trip because I don't feel completely safe. And it would just be great for her. But her boyfriend is upset because he had planned a different thing. And now he's saying that I'm showing him up and just made her boyfriend look like he was being really petty about it. So I, of course, give my best advice because I don't know these people. I've never met them. And... I assume that her interpretation is probably true, but at this point, I just knew that she had purchased a ticket for this person specifically to go with her on the trip, and it was a gift for the birthday. That's as far as I know. A little time goes by, and she asks if I want to go to the zoo, 
And I don't really like zoos. I've never really liked zoos. So I was kind of like hemming and hawing. I wanted to hang out with this person, but I didn't want to go to the zoo. And so I ended up being like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to go. I'm following her on Instagram and I see her post of going to the zoo. And there was this attractive guy driving her there. And I commented, ooh, who's that? Assuming that perhaps this was a date. Perhaps this is someone she was interested in. And I could acknowledge that he was cute. And she told me his name and I was like, are you guys dating? And she was like, no, we're not. We're like brother and sister. Do you want me to set you guys up? And I was like, sure, I'm open to being set up. That's fine. So she talks to this person and the story that I get is that he doesn't want her to tell him anything about, like he doesn't really like the idea of being set up, but then she showed him my picture and then he was okay with it and that he, he actually did want to be set up with me. That's as far as I knew. The trip with her friend starts coming up and it seems like there's more and more issues with the uh, roommate being able to go. And so she asked me if I want to go with her. And I was like, look, no, this this I would rather this be something that you do with your roommate at because it, she was excited to go. It was for her birthday. And she seems like almost disappointed that... She spent all this money, which is like uh, honestly understandable uh, to spend the money and then like have the person not being able to go because of conflicts. Um, But it eventually happens. The trip comes along and their roommate is able to go. So they go on that trip, right? I'm watching as they're over there. And in the meantime, prior, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself. So prior to them going on this trip, there had been like dialogue between this guy that she was trying to set me up with and me basically being like, um, he wants to meet at a game night and that, um, he still wants to meet me, but I was like, okay, does he want my phone number? Like there, it never seemed to progress anywhere. And, um, they had a huge fight over her trying to push the setup and him being uncomfortable with it. And I was like, look, if he doesn't want to be set up, that's fine. Like, I'm not so hard pressed. Like, I'm not in love with this person. I've never met him. So it's not like no pressure. But apparently, according to her, he did want to meet me. So the trip happens for uh, the roommate's birthday. And then she comes back and then into work. She's like, I have to tell you something. And I'm like, okay, go ahead. And it's so dramatic. And she's so stressed out. And she's like, so that guy I'm trying to set you up with, um, I just want to let you know that the night before I left, (laughs) we ended up getting drunk and I slept with him. And she acted like I was going to break down and cry (laughs) or I was going to like say you're a terrible friend or whatever. And I was like, okay, so do you guys want to date then? (laughs) And she was like, you're not mad? I've never met this person. We're not in a relation. Why would I get mad over that? You've known him longer. It makes sense. Do you want to date him? She's like, no, no, we're like brother and sister. I don't know what kind of like porn fantasy she was in, but like you don't sleep with your brother and you definitely don't sleep in the same bed as your brother. Like it just like is all over the place the way that she's describing what happens. And she said that they both didn't enjoy it and they both were like, this is weird. This can't happen. Listen, like I I just really didn't care either way because I'm not emotionally invested in a guy that like you're setting me up with and I've not even talked to once so I was just like be very clear would you like you can if you want to go ahead and she said no huh 
okay. And she also made it out that he didn't want to. This is all the information I have at this point. She sets up the date where it was going to be a game night and I'm going over there. And I go in and I try to mingle with this guy. And at first it seemed really good. Like we were chatting. We were being like chummy. It was good. And I expressed to her like, I actually think I really like him. Like I, I could vibe with this person. I think he's cute. It could work. And after I expressed this, it's almost immediately his mood switched. He didn't want to be alone in the room with me. He'd be on the opposite side of the room. He didn't really want to engage in conversation. And everyone in the room could tell he was uncomfortable. Everyone could like see it on his face and they were pointing it out. And eventually the, the um, there was a, like a small fight in a drunken way as he was leaving early and she ran up to him and she was like, go kill yourself. Like <laughs> really upset that he had treated me in such a way of not even giving me a chance, basically. On my perspective of this, I could see him on the other side of the room and I could see him withdrawing it. I could see that he was not interested. She kept saying, you know, he is interested. He's been wanting to meet you for a while. I don't know why he's acting this way. It's really rude. And I was like, well, he's not interested. But... I was, I was told that he was just super shy, very awkward, such an awkward guy. He doesn't know how to date. This is the dialogue I was getting back. So not knowing this person, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt that perhaps it was just a little bit too much pressure. The next day I decided to give him a chance. So I'm like, okay, well maybe like he would engage better over text conversation. So I asked her for his phone number. She's like, I'm not even talking to him. So she's like really mad at him, gives me the number. I try to interact. It was actually a pretty decent, okay conversation. Over this time period of me trying to talk to this guy just to get to know him to see if we would vibe any better, <laughs> they apparently have a conversation where he said, this is her, what she said, that he discovered that when they had slept together that he really didn't love her and that um, he was glad that it happened. And... <laughs> She took it really personally and cried over it. That is what she told me. As you can tell from my voice, that's not actually what happened. But this is the part of the story that I knew. And I was like, what the fuck? That's such a weird thing to say. And then he wanted to apologize to her about this. He wanted to apologize for whatever he did. He was very confused at the party of like what he had done to cause her to get angry, but he wanted to meet and like be friends again. This doesn't sound like a shy guy who doesn't know what he wants to me. And anyone else who uh, can see this from like an outsider perspective, you could agree. So they become chummy friends again. And the conversation with him falls off and I'm like, okay, whatever. Like he's not making an effort. And I kept getting that excuse of like, he just doesn't know. He's super shy. He's super weird. He's super awkward. All these really weird excuses other than what obvious what is, is obvious to me is that he just doesn't want to be with me he's very much like made that decision I keep thinking in the back of my head by the way that he followed her around that whole party that he's actually interested in her that he would actually like to engage in a relationship with her and the more that I interact with her and the more that I see those two in uh, like interact together it's more obvious to me I end up um, hanging out with her more and one of her other guy friends sees me on her Instagram and comes over to meet me to see if we can hit it off. Uh, we did a little bit, um, but it didn't seem to be 
in the cards. He wasn't really all that interested in me. As far as I could tell, it was just not going to go anywhere. Um, (laughs) It's actually kind of a funny story because the day that I was recording the compatibility episode right before that. So right after I recorded it, we went on a date and then he gave me the whole we're not compatible line. It was so ironic. Um, Either way, it didn't work out. And I was just like, yeah, God, like I just can't win. I can't seem to like there must be something in the way that I'm interacting with these guys that is a turnoff because I'm not getting with like the first guy wasn't getting a, a single chance. And the second guy, like it was, it was pretty quick, nothing. So I was like, well, what am I doing that I'm not getting to the second date? What am I, what could I improve on? And I came at this from a pure perspective of what could I do to be better? And what was it exactly that made it not you know, work out. This wasn't coming from a (laughs) anything else, honestly. That's what, that's how I function. I don't know if you've noticed on my podcast, I'm very much about self-reflection and trying to find the answers to be better in all aspects of my life. That's just how I function. And I tell Dallas about this and she's like, you know, you can give them an exit survey and just see what they think. I love feedback. So in a very vulnerable way, I send out what I like I assume is kind of funny is like an exit survey um, after being done having these interactions with these people. I send that out to him, the guy that I was set up with and the guy, her other friend who was interested in me. Okay, I'm leaving something out. So prior to that exit survey, we went out as a group to a club and it was the both guys there who were no longer interested in me. We're there. And the guy that had found me on Instagram started pushing me more towards um, the guy that I was being set up with. I wish I could come up with cute names for them, but honestly, they don't deserve them. Um, this is so I hope you're I hope you're tracking and following on. So like guy number one, the guy I was set up with and guy number two, the guy that uh, found me on Instagram. Guy number two is pushing me towards guy number one. And trying to get us to like talk and trying to like have us like interact in like a way that could lead to something. Like it seemed very much like he knew something I didn't. <laughs> like maybe they had had a conversation. And in my, I was really drunk. So in my drunken state, I was like, well, maybe they had had a conversation where he wanted to try again. And I was like, okay, that's cool that they, you know, bro code trying to help each other out. Maybe that's what was going on. I was wearing heels and they were killing me. I don't wear heels very often. And this had been like the first time I had worn heels in like two years. So I was like, my dogs were hurting. I get to the point where I'm so drunk and my feet are so sore that I just want to cry. I want to take my shoes off and I want to walk without my shoes. But that's really gross. I don't want to like get stabbed by anything. And so I'm like, can we just go back to the car? And... Guy number two suggests that I do a piggyback. And I'm like, honestly, that would be amazing. And so instead of guy number two doing it, which would make more sense because it was his idea, he says, hey, guy number one, why don't you do it? And I'm like, bet, let's go. Like, I don't care who does it. I just want to be off my feet. And so guy number one gives me a piggyback ride. And I'm like really close to like sleep state at this point. I have a few memories of him carrying me. 
I have a few memories of being in line waiting to get into the club. But most of that night, (laughs) it's not much there. We get back to their house and I'm like really tired and I end up cuddling up to this guy. And we're both single. We're both able to do so. So I don't see a problem with it. And my friend and guy number two are cuddling on the other side. So obviously we're okay with cuddling. Like what the hell? Like it's not a big deal. Well, he gets uncomfortable and leaves. And I'm like, whatever, I'm going to go to sleep (laughs) because I'm like drunk and tired. Who cares? And it really shouldn't be that big of a deal, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. That I'm pretty sure that's how that went. Uh, The next morning, uh, guy number two left sometime in the night and I just leave and I, I go and I try to talk to guy number one about the night prior. I was like, hey, thanks for giving me a piggyback ride. I'm sure that was really weird. Um, and I tried to test the waters a little bit to see if he's interested. Well, apparently he had gone back over to her house and was just like, I want to let her down. I was so uncomfortable. Which makes me feel bad because like I would hate to make someone feel uncomfortable. I was operating under a different understanding. And for me, it was just a miscommunication based off of people pushing in different directions. But for him, he was uncomfortable and he goes to this girl and asks her to feed him information on how to best let me down easy, which fine. Okay. They're friends. However, the conversation that was had between them after letting me down was completely inappropriate. And it was a huge break of my trust on all levels and it was also very immature honestly so he lets me down I take the L and I'm like okay that's good I turn to Dallas and I'm like okay so like obviously I'm like having a hard time reading things and like I could probably improve on stuff she uh recommends the exit survey I send to both and I get very like run-of-the-mill I don't know what was wrong answers which is bullshit. Like I just opened up a very vulnerable part of myself, allowing you to tell me exactly what it is I'm doing wrong. And I'm asking for that. I'm asking for you to give me that feedback. I'm open to it, obviously. So I can tell that they're not really giving me anything. And I'm like, whatever, that's what's stupid. That night I go over to her house. I was invited to come over and like hang. And so I do. And she turns to me and she's like the exit survey. What? you can't be doing that like that's just too much you guys weren't even dating you don't even know these guys (laughs) well all the stories you tell me about them I feel like I know them pretty well and she started talking about how guy number one came to her and was like oh my god isn't this crazy and I and she was like yeah it's kind of crazy and then they get on phone the phone with guy number two and they get engaged in this whole conversation where they're like yeah she's a crazy uh try hard essentially was the conversation and my friend did not defend me she agreed and said that she was going to give me a talk about how that like you can't do that unless you've been dating them a long time you can god i hate it when people do this you can do it whenever you fucking feel like it don't let anyone tell you what you can and cannot do in regards to your own love life and it was perfectly appropriate giving the feedback that i was seeking And I was just like completely in shock when she addressed it this way because it wasn't done in an empathetic way. It was done in a you're crazy and we need to like get this fixed because it's not okay for you to do that kind of way. 
And I was just so taken aback. I was shocked and I felt embarrassed and vulnerable. And like my friend was not there to have my back. She had engaged in this conversation with these other people about me in a way that was did not portray me in the best light. And so I had an emotional reaction to it. Naturally, I started to cry. I cried on her bed. I got angry. I was defensive and I was processing this information the best I could about a conversation had about me calling me crazy and a try hard from two guys I had already asked to give me vulnerable information and refused to and instead did it behind my back to my friend who did not defend me. That is what it looked like. And as I'm crying on her bed, she turns to me and says, you're having a very selfish reaction to this. As if this wasn't about me. <laughs> like this whole conversation that happened behind my back was about me. And now I'm reacting to you guys talking badly about me. And that's selfish. Interesting. Very interesting. Considering the amount of times that you've cried to me about things going on in your life. And I validated your feelings on it. I validated your experience. Okay, but I'm selfish. When you do that kind of thing to an empathic person, the reaction is to self-reflect, which is healthy. So I did. I tried to self-reflect of like, okay, maybe I am being a little bit dramatic. Maybe I could tone this down a little bit. And, you know, to them, it did seem too much. I will take the L. That's fine. I don't necessarily think that I did anything so over the top, but I respect their opinion on it. But it still hurt is the thing. And so she was expecting me to be like, okay with it immediately. And I wasn't. And so she could sense this and she kept being like, do you not want to be my friend anymore? Like, I don't, I don't understand why you're acting this way. Do you not want to be my friend? That's not at all what I was thinking. But the fact that you said that I was selfish was a red flag. My emotions to a conversation that was very negative that happened behind my back where I couldn't defend myself and my friend that I trusted wasn't defending me. Yeah, that's a red flag. And yeah, it did make me feel emotional. And that's valid to feel. And it's not crazy to feel that way. After that conversation, I felt a little bit less comfortable sharing intimate details with her. And it was a good week before I felt like myself again. I disengaged with a lot of people. I felt like I had been acting crazy and I didn't know and no one had told me. That's how I felt. And it wasn't being, no one was telling me different except for, yeah, no one was telling me different because no one was present for that thing. It all happened behind my back. So after this, I kind of had a bad taste in my mouth for these two guys. I didn't really want to interact with them. I had, my ego was hurt. I had felt very vulnerable. So I really didn't want to interact with them and I wasn't ready to interact with them. But she kept pushing for us to hang out because she wanted to hang out with them, but also wanted to hang out with me, which is nice um, to feel wanted. But I had expressed a couple of times that like I didn't really want to see them. I had bad feelings about them. And I didn't want to interact. The first guy's birthday was coming up and she wanted me to be a part of the planning and the participating of it. I did not want to. The time for the birthday celebration came up and 
I was told that it was okay for me to go on this birthday celebration for guy number one by her because she has said that she had expressed that it was okay for me to go and, and he was okay with it. That's how I understood. Like everyone was okay with it. Everyone was on the same page and she wanted me to spend time with the, with her before I left and there was limited time. And I was like, okay, that's valid limited time. He's okay with it. I don't really need to interact with him. So I thought about it for a while and I was like, if I can be nice to him, at least a little bit on his birthday, I'll do that. But I really don't want to be like engaged with him. It's mostly for the other people I want to see. So I end up going over that night for the celebration thing that was happening. And as far as I knew at that time, it seemed like it was fine. And then the following day, there was supposed to be a trip um, out to um, South Carolina for um, like a beach day, fun stuff. And I asked if it still was okay if I I, have, I engaged with that because she was expecting me to go. She was like, of course you're invited. And there's no problem here. Everyone's fine with it. And I was like, okay, are you sure? Yeah, you should come. Stop asking that question. Like, of course you are. And so I end up going on that. And it felt weird. Like it did, it, the whole trip was supposed to be for this guy, guy number one. And she kept making it about her, what she wanted. We were supposed to go to this brunch place that he had planned out the whole trip around going to this brunch place and she got hungry early and so she said we'll do that another time <laughs> you know another time not on your birthday um we're gonna go and eat here because I'm hungry now and I want to eat and she dictated the whole trip how she wanted to do it and where she wanted to go and he let her he was very uh passive that way so it bothered me and I wanted to stick up for him because he wasn't really going and doing what he wanted for his birthday. But like, again, like I also have hard feelings towards this person. And I don't really care. So I kind of let her do it. And every now and then she would throw these jabs at him. And it made me uncomfortable because I don't feel like that's appropriate to do, but she felt fine doing it. And he took it like a champ. And then this conversation comes up at the beach where she tells him off, basically, about the conversation about way back when he said that he was glad they had sex so that um, he could learn how much he didn't love her. And he turns to her and she and he says, that's not what I said. And it makes me uncomfortable that you're spreading that because that's not what I said. And I, I'm looking over thinking, wait. That's not what you said, because that's what she told me. And then it comes out that she had already talked to him about that whole like best friend's wedding plot that if they're not married at 30, that they would get married to each other. And she, you know, wanted to know about how many kids they could have and like all these like side conversations she had had with this person that she was trying to set me up with. Why was she having these conversations if she really didn't have any feelings, if she really didn't want him that way? It was very manipulative, honestly. And I was watching it and it was making me uncomfortable because he was saying, I never said that I never loved you. I never said that I didn't want to be with you. I was uncomfortable with the fact that when we had sex, you asked if we should just have a kid. What? Yeah. So apparently <laughs> in this conversation, she said she was joking, but it made him uncomfortable. <laughs> 
<laughs> for obvious reasons. And I'm starting to see that everything that she has told me thus far has not been the truth. And that there is a whole other story out there happening. And I'm only getting fed a part of the story to make us feel bad for her. Interesting. So I walk away. I can't listen to this conversation because first of all, she's being a jerk. And there's a whole other line of conversation going on that I I, I just am shocked by. I'm still trying to have my um, my time to like enjoy with my friends. And I really don't want to interact with him. That was the whole point of this. I, I don't really want to be like chummy with him. And they keep trying to she keeps trying to get me over by him to sit on his towel and to like be that way. And I was just like, I don't feel comfortable doing that. So by the end of the trip, we were driving back. I'm severely sunburned. and I'm like crying in the backseat of this truck. And she's being like, get me home. Just get me home. And I know that she had a surprise birthday cake waiting um, back home. And I wasn't going to stay. <laughs> like I was going to be like, peace out. Um, and so I did. Um, the next week I was going to get a car and this is an important part of the story because it really does show how you really need to pick who you rely on I needed someone to drive me to go get the new car and she said that she was willing to do that so I said okay what is your schedule for this and she said I can do it at 12 So she picked the time and I was like, great. Okay. That's great. I get a phone call from the phone uh, from the place and the guy's coming in on his day off. And so he wanted to schedule a time and I'm like, okay, well we can be there at 12 and time starts like going by and it's almost 12 o'clock and I'm like, um, where is she? And she sends me a text that she had just gotten done playing tennis with guy number one, (laughs) You know, the guy that she doesn't want to have a baby with, the guy that she's not interested in is like her brother. Yeah, crazy. Um, and she just wanted to eat. And I was like, you realize we need to be there in 10 minutes. I call her. We're on the phone. And she's like, well, I just need to eat something. And I was like, you know what? I can do this. Like, I don't need you to, to drive me if you today. If like it, you really can't make it on time, I'm just going to go. It's fine. And she gets upset that I'm not like talking down to these people at the car salesman place. I'm like, they're working for you. Like you, you you should stand up for yourself. And I'm like, I don't need to, like, this is not something for me to stand up to. There's like no point. Like I was relying on your time management to be on time, which is why I scheduled this at that time. And she was like, well, you didn't tell me it was scheduled. I shouldn't have to tell you when you have set the time. This is on you for setting the time. It's not my it's not my fault that you have really bad time management. Like you knew that this is the time you set. It didn't mean around that time. So I'm like, whatever, I'll I'll move it back and I'll just let him know. And like, if you still want to do it, oh, it's fine. Okay, you can pick me up. This ended up being a huge contentious drive with her. Like I could tell the undertone is that she was mad at me about it. And I was like, I don't know why you're mad. You're the one that like stood me up. Either way, I get my car, we part ways, I go home. Great. This week was also the week that she had a performance coming up. And prior to the night of her performance, she comes to work and I'm like, I'm planning on getting her roses. I, I, I'm going to, uh, you know, go support my friend. And 
she comes to me at work. She's like, I got to tell you something. And I'm like, okay, let's go. And she says, so guy number one asked me on a date. What? Shocker. No one could have told you that he was interested, even though we all for months we had been telling her that he was interested in her, not in anyone else. And she would deny it and be like, no, no, no. He's like a brother. We don't feel that way for each other. No, it's not what it is. Now he asks her out and he wants to like date her. And she's not sure that she shouldn't date him, even though she has no feelings romantically for him. The only reason why she was considering dating him was because she knew he wouldn't cheat on her. So it was a completely selfish reason. And I was like, okay, well, tell me exactly how this interaction went. And she explained it to me in such a way that, like, he was like, I love you. And will you go on a date with me? And then she said that her roommate walked in and they changed the subject of the conversation. And so I'm, I'm thinking, like, I feel like there's a part of the story that's missing. Like, what is it? So I expressed this to her. I'm like, hey, I feel like there's something missing from this story. What, how did he react when you told him no? I don't want to go on a date with you. And she said that he got choked up and like emotional, but then he didn't say anything because my roommate walked in. Okay. And I was like, okay, well, that's understandable. And she's like, but I'm still considering it. Like, I know he'll be good and he'll never cheat on me, but I don't really want to like hold his hand or kiss him or anything. I just like, I want the safety that he would provide. And I was like, that's not really a good enough reason. I don't think you should do it. Um, You know, the reason that I think you could do it is if you told him, in full like understanding that you would never feel romantic feelings for him but that's really not fair to ask him to do either she then says yeah that's true i i'm not going to date him i think it's not fair and i was like good so i go to the performance i see guy number one and guy number two there and everyone else including her roommate we're all there to support her it was a pretty fun time and we start drinking and then we're going to go back to her place and continue drinking and this is where it all fucking blew up so we're back at her place and she's like in bed acting drunk and like wait no so we get ice cream first and she comes there with guy number one and she's like getting on his back and she's acting flirtatious with him and I was like this is clearly not a person that's saying no but I trust that she's going to say no because she said she would And he's acting differently. He's acting a lot more light. He's acting more like pleasant with me. And in a way, I think he felt more comfortable doing so. Like he was in a place of safety. And then after eating ice cream and her acting weird, we go back over to her place and I'm sitting in her bed and I'm like rubbing her back and stuff and like, you know, helping her out while she's drunk. And I could tell that guy number one is like just waiting. You know, like that feeling of like someone being like, I'm, I'm biding my time until this person moves out of the bed. And she starts making comments to him, like, would you let me do this to you? And like, she had been having issues um, physically. And up to this point, she had said that she never wanted to have kids. She'd be like, fuck those kids. I don't ever want to have kids. And she talked about how she never wanted to get a boob job because she wants the ability to have kids if she, you know, decides to. And I was like, what? You said you never wanted to have kids. And she was like, well, I'm considering it now because guy number one is in the room and guy number one would love to have kids. Like, this, it's so fucking obvious. I don't know who she thought she was fooling, but she was putting on the show for him. Clearly. Now, when I would stay over at her house, 
the guys would sleep out on the couch and I started sleeping in the bed with her um, if like there was nowhere else for me to sleep. And that's what it was looking like. It was going to happen at this night. And then the guy number one started like pampering her and he walked out of the room and I lean over to her and I was like, are you deciding you're dating him? Like, just be honest. Have you decided you're going to date him? And she was like, probably not. The roommate comes in and says she's going to set up a bed for me on the couch. And I was like, um, interesting. Where's guy number one going to sleep? Apparently she had said that, um, she wanted guy number one to sleep in her bed. And so as I'm passing out of the room to go to the couch to sleep, he comes in with a plate of food and she kisses him on the lips. Yeah, definitely looks like we all can see it. It's very awkward for us knowing the, the dialogue she's been having saying, I don't want to date him. I don't have these romantic feelings for him. I would, I don't want to kiss him. It's gross. He's like my brother. And then watching that happen, it was like, did I step into the twilight zone? What the fuck is this? Very confusing. And like opposite of everything that we had been told. We leave, we close the door. The roommate is trying to like, you know, make more food and, and like have a conversation. But I am so like done with being lied to that I walk up to her and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, do you know what this is? And she turns to me. She's like, oh my God, I don't know either. And apparently the whole story about what had interacted, like the interaction of him asking her out on the date was a completely different interaction than what she had told me. She had told me that she had told him, no, I would cheat on you. And he got teary eyed and then he couldn't say anything. But what actually had happened is she was laughing when the roommate came in and was like, you tell her what you just asked me. And he was like, I asked her to go out on a date. And she said, maybe. <laughs> and she was like, oh, giggly about it. That's a completely different story. I was not told that she told said, maybe she said, I would cheat on you. Completely different story. And she made it sound like she was very direct about a no. And in this story, it sounded like she was actually excited about it. So she's putting on a face for someone. I don't know who. Someone was getting a face and not the truth. And so I'm like, what the, f what the hell? This is not what I was told. And the roommate's like, well, that's not what I was told either. I was there for it. I start getting information from the roommate about interactions with guy number one, being very forward about the fact that he was very interested in dating her. And there was no lie about that like this whole time. And I was like, well, that's not what I was told because I was told they were brother and sister and that like all these conversations that had been had. And there was an interaction with the roommate where he guy number one had told her expressly that he was upset that she was saying that he had said he never, never loved her after having sex. That's not what he said. And he was like upset that she was spreading that information. <laughs> that's a completely different story than what I'm been fed this whole time and so I go on a walk with the roommate and we start having this conversation where we had discovered that there were two different stories being told this entire time about multiple people involved and I found out that the day that I was picking up my car she had gotten off the phone with me on the day that she had set up the time and she said I'm done with this white bitch I don't want to be her friend anymore. <laughs> she never stands up for herself. All this blah, 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 blah. Her perspective being spewed out. And 
that to me is not a friend, a person that would, would say that behind my back. And she was like, it's natural for a friend to say that. No, it's not. That's not a friend. She had apparently been talking shit behind my back quite a bit, actually. And giving off who knows how many different stories, to who, who knows how many different people. As the story unraveled in front of me, I discovered more and more that this person was fake. This person was a liar. This person was a manipulator. And I could not trust them as far as I could throw them. And this whole interaction that she was having with guy number one was just proof to me that she's not trustworthy because she was telling us, no, 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 but then acting on it. At the end of all of this entire conversation, me and the roommate discovered that the reason why we had never really spent a lot of time together was because she didn't want us to interact alone. And I started to notice that any person that I knew that she also knew, she never wanted me to interact alone with. And it made sense why she wouldn't like that for the very fact that she was telling everyone a different story and she was telling everyone a different perspective and no one was really getting straight to the point about any of it. It came forward that the trip that she had taken with the roommate as quote unquote for her birthday as a present was only given to her because she was trying to go with a guy on that trip. She had already purchased the ticket, which was not what she told me. And she was trying to fill that seat. And so that's why the roommate was going. It was to fill the seat. It wasn't because it was an, a nice gift. That was a complete lie. It was a lie that she didn't know that guy number one wanted to be with her because he had been trying for like a year to get with her. In fact, they had had a, an entire date where she tried to convince him not to go on a date with, with I think, some girl that had like buck teeth, according to her, because she wanted him all to herself. She liked the attention. So she knew that he was interested. That was never a secret. I decided I didn't want to sleep at the house because I did not want to wake up to whatever it was I was going to wake up to because I knew that he was still going to be there in complete euphoria uh, over the fact that he, you know, got her. Or at least that's what she was portraying to him is that he, he, you know, he was going to land her. And I knew that she was saying all this shit behind his back and spreading lies about him just the way that she was spreading lies about me. And so I, I just, I couldn't, I pe- like I peaced out and I was like, I'm sorry, like I can't. And I didn't know how I was going to move forward in interacting with her, but I just knew that it, it was, it was a no for me. And on a general human level and a professional level, I was fine interacting, but I wasn't really going to be like seeing this person anymore. The next day she was like, oh my God, my roommate's being super passive aggressive to me. And I was like, I know why. And you should know why too. Like, I know you feel like you can never do any wrong, but you made us very uncomfortable. And she's on the phone with me. She's like, I told guy number one that I'm not going to be in a relationship with him. And I was like, oh, good. That's great to hear that you finally did the right thing. And she also said, I'm also moving out of my house. (laughs) without ever addressing it to her roommate. She was just like, I can't take it anymore because you know you've been caught in your lies. You know that we know. Okay. I was like, fine. Like, you can do whatever. You're an adult. And she tried to, like, get it out from me what we had talked about on our walk between me and the roommate. And I was like, honestly, like, that's up to her to tell you her side of it. But on my side of it, there's just a lot of things that aren't adding up. And 
it seems like everyone's getting a different story. There's things that aren't adding up. And she got upset that the fact that I would even question her honesty, given all the dishonest things that she had done. I don't know why she questioned that. But essentially at the end of the conversation of me not being like, of course I trust you. Like there are things that you did that aren't trustworthy. And she just was like, I don't want to be friends with you anymore. And I was like, okay. (laughs) And you would think I would be very upset, but I had reached the point where I was like, I can't trust you anyway. So I don't really give a fuck if you're not my friend anymore. Our friend wouldn't say the things that you had said behind my back. And I thought that was like the end of us ever talking. And I was like, whatever, I'm going to be friends with who are like honest friends with me. And she called me at like midnight and she's like, can I talk to you? And I was like, I'm sleeping. So no, like I don't really want to talk. And she was like, it would just be like five minutes. I was like, oh my God. Okay. If it's really five minutes, sure. And I answered the phone and she's like, I don't want you to say anything. I just need you to say this. And she started going off on me about all the things that I didn't have a right to be upset over. I didn't have rights to my own feelings. I didn't have anything to feel about towards anyone else who was getting hurt in this situation. And she, she was like, I'm really sorry that I called you a white bitch. Okay. It sounds like you're really sorry the way that you're saying it. There was absolutely no empathy. There was absolutely no remorse in what you had said. And yet she just went off. I wasn't allowed to talk. So I just like, I just let her go and go. And as she was going, I was like, this person is a fucking narcissist. She is such a covert narcissist. I don't know why it took me so long to realize with all of these red and yellow flags pointing to the fact that she was constantly the victim, even in situations that I didn't fully understand. She was telling all these stories to make herself look better. And she would constantly try to seek validation from other people and had zero remorse for any of her actions. Classic covert narcissist. So by the end of the conversation, I was like, would you like me to comment anything? And she was like, you can if you want to, but I don't need you to. What a great friend, guys. Like, applaud. A great friend. So I express that I, like, these are, like, the parts that really got to me and the fact that I couldn't trust her. And I was proud of her for at least doing the decent thing at the end of it. Everything that I tried to express to her, she would cut in. And I was like, I gave you the mic the whole time without interrupting you, you can do the decent thing to me. And I could tell once I had said that she had checked out and she had stopped listening. She'd be like, all right, okay, sure. (laughs) Okay, no, no point in talking to narcissists. Like literally from this interaction, I've learned there's absolutely no point in trying to defend anything or say anything because they don't listen. And so at the end of the conversation, I was like, I'm proud of you and I wish the best for your life. She said the same end of the conversation. I still have to work with this person. And I know for a fact that she said things. I know for a fact she said she turned herself into the victim at work. But I refused to engage in any type of conversation about her at work. People could tell that we weren't talking anymore and they would try to get things out of me. And I'd be like, you know what? I just got tired of her drama. And that's all I would say. I never brought up the fact that she was spreading lies about me. I never brought up the fact that she had set me up with a guy that she knew was interested in her and went out of her way to keep him in that state of limerence for her so that she could get validation out of him and basically have him be her slave and do whatever she wanted. Like it was so manipulative and sad to see how much he was caught up in it. And it made me feel bad for him. (sighs) 
but I, I didn't spread that at work. I was just like, you know, I just got done. So we're not talking. And she would go out of her way to not talk to me. I was fine with interacting at a professional level of being like, hey, hello. But she was like, no, we're not talking. Pfft, okay. No skin off my nose, honestly. A liar like you. I'm good. I'm good, honey. So that was the last, last like real interaction I had with her until she moved out. We had a brief conversation. And even then, I tried to keep it as pleasant as possible because I'm not trying to be anyone's enemy. I'm not trying to be anyone's antagonist. I'm just living my life. Now, looking back on this, I'm sure there were many things that I could improve on. And I will say that I can. Like, I definitely should take the L quicker with guys. And I shouldn't care whether or not they saw my value or what it is that I did wrong. Sure. I won't be sending an exit survey to anyone ever again. You can bet your sweet bippy about that. I definitely want to kind of screen my friends a little longer before I get close to them. They're not allowed to know intimate details about me and I don't care about intimate details about them. If they try to give me intimate details and spread gossip and lies and try to get me involved and all of their, wow, amazing stories and opinions about other people that I know or don't know, that's a red flag for me and I'm not engaging in it. It's too high school for me at this point. For now, that's the end of the story. And I guess it's a little bit less <laughs> climactic than a euphoria story where someone would actually have a fist fight. But I'm sure she, in, in her story of it, some sort of fist fight ensued because she loves to talk about how scrappy she is. I don't know if there's even a moral I can give to you other than like narcissists are 50% of the population. So if you know more than five people, you've met a narcissist and you're probably a friends with narcissists now. Don't feel bad if you end up in a narcissistic friendship. It happens to the best of us. I'm going to sign off for now. The next um, episode I have coming out on Thursday, though, I'm super excited uh, about the guest I have coming on. And uh, it's going to be a way more positive episode than this was, for sure. Um, yes, please share, follow, like, review and I will see you next week. Again, enjoy your summer. Have a popsicle. Enjoy the heat before it gets too cold. Love you. Goodbye.